0: Welcome back to the If It Fits podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Payne.
1: And I'm your other host, Michelle Jane. How are you, Jess?
0: I'm good, thank you. I'm all good. Well, kind of all good, falling apart at the same time. I mentioned last week how I'm falling apart because of my glute. I've now got trap nerve in my upper back, which is an old injury, which has just come back with a vengeance this week, which is fun. Oh, I like it um and also i was training the other day two days ago and did sumo deadlifts for the first time in a long time I like them. um yeah i hadn't done them for ages so i thought i fancied doing them i only did 60 kilos which was quite light for me considering can consider more I usually lift i was like doing warm up i did a couple of warm-up sets anyway my left knee decided to pop my left oh. knee is not my bad knee my right knee is my bad knee <laughs> so but now i've got a bad left knee as well um went on to leg press straight afterwards and I just I couldn't it was like pain and I was like I have to stop because I can't have two bad knees so basically every single bit of my body
1: <laughs> is somehow falling apart <laughs> there is your body telling you to rest
0: oh I know it's um it's just old injuries things that you know I've been to in the past you know physios consultants all sorts of things and just never really got to the bottom of it and then lockdown happened and couldn't really continue. And then they sort of go away, but they're starting to come back. So my mission for the next year is literally to sort myself out and get all of my issues dealt with. (laughs) Because I'm not getting any younger, obviously. And I can't deal with falling apart because I love my training. But I'm feeling good. I'm feeling positive. I'm literally like, it's just my list of things that I can't do is now getting longer than the list of things I can do. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can't do sumo deadlifts. I can't do um, RDLs very well at the moment. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do um, the arc trainer because that triggered the thing in my back. <laughs> so oh, I've just got yeah. this list. I've got a list of things I can't do right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've still got a decent list of things that I can do. So we're pushing on and just trying to train smart and not like make myself any worse
1: but that's yeah. my life this yeah, week how about
0: you hopefully yours has gone a little bit better than mine
1: yeah mine's all good crossfit is going good i haven't learned anything new this week but i am getting better at now i don't know the actual term for it there's so many different names to all these things um i think it's a power clean i think i get confused with all the names yeah there's so
0: many cleans there's a hand clean a power clean a
1: Clean and yeah, the, power clean, the one off the floor so basically the, wherever the one is off the floor so I got better at that and I get confused not confused Beth and does exactly the same because we're used to bodybuilding with the power clean over the head what we do me and Beth do exactly the same we bring it up and then we shoulder press it I knew you Obviously, were gonna do that because in my head I would it, do that too <laughs> it's because it's what we're used to and he was like no you gotta dip under it and when you go under it you can go heavier my shoulders are killing from just pressing it, like my shoulders, my traps, but I managed to get it and I did it and he was like, yes, and I was like, yes, <laughs> I did one, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> you a dip, drive, drip and in my dip, drive, dip, so basically you've got a dip and then as you go up, dip under the bar, so you have, the bar doesn't have to travel that far up so you're not pressing it, so basically you're dipping down and up at the same time and then I just couldn't get it.
0: Yeah, I can imagine I, mean, I would take a while to get into that. The other one is clean and pressed.
1: Yeah, the other one's clean and pressed. Yeah. This one's off the floor. So basically, the power clean, I think it's called off the floor. Yeah, I really struggled with that because this body blowers. You're just used to being so stiff and just pressing. Yeah. I think I did it. And he was like, You're pressing it. I was like, I'm not. He went, You are. I was like, Your shoulders fit <laughs> in. I went, Yeah. He went, Because you're pressing it. I was like, it. <laughs> <perfect." laughs> So I managed to do one of them, um, but yeah. Other than that, things are going good. Um, my puppy's chilled out a little bit. We oh, had a really. We had a dog trainer in. Um, we bought like a course, we had the dog trainer come in and it was good because she looked like his behaviour and his food. And we didn't realise the food that we'd given him, we given him dry food. Um, like it's not cheap, we thought we were doing the good thing by getting him like expensive dry food. So she looked at it, she got this app and she puts the food in and it tells you the nutrition content. And basically it was high in carbs and she said carbs to dogs is like giving a child an energy drink she said does he have like the zoomies they call it and it is a couple of times a week he just goes nuts and when i mean nuts he like zooms from one corner of the room like runs as fast as he can turns around and bounces back and forth she said that's basically an energy drink that you're giving him is the Uh, food that's interesting (laughs) really interesting so basically we change his food to raw complete um and the difference in him is just insane amazing absolutely insane just, just by changing his food. that one thing this food so cool. basically changing his food yeah and the, the difference in him it's just crazy he's still going to be a crazy dog he's still a, a puppy crop spaniel but he's not on energy drinks anymore yeah oh well amazing at least you can get your work done a little bit easier <laughs> yeah and he's supposed to rest he's supposed to rest of the 20 hours a day And this is another thing, it was crazy, she said, because he's not resting, because he's always like on the go, obviously, because he's full of energy drinks. And then, so now he's just chilling out more, he's playing like with his toys more, he's not like always jumping up on me and stuff. So, yeah, I've got a chilled eight puppy at the minute and it's nice. Oh, amazing. Best um, investment ever then. (laughs) It was, yeah. Well, It wasn't a cheap course, but it's definitely worth it especially that she's looked at like his behaviour like in the house and stuff because he's a nightmare for jumping up on stuff. And she showed us how to do stuff to get him to do a command, like treats. Because I have I bought another puppy course and everything was treats and I was treating him all the time. So now he's don't have, he has a treat as a treat, not because he's done something. So they just yeah. like random, we we'll give him like two or three a day. But whereas before, every time he did something, you get a treat. But what he used to do if you were telling him like, to drop drop something, you go to pick something up, drop it and look at you for a treat because he's done what you yeah. think you're going to tell him to do. So he's always thinking he's going to have a treat all the time. So we've just stopped the treats. And um, we thought it'd be like a little bit crazy because he's not having all treats and stuff. He'd be getting like a bit bitey and stuff, but it hasn't bothered him. He just, oh, amazing. Just says, good, good boy. <laughs> and he's like looking at you like, where's my treat? <laughs>
0: Well, that's because he's being fueled nutritiously properly now, which is amazing. And it just it like is, oh, and that's that thing. like it makes such a difference, doesn't it?
1: Exactly. Yeah. So um it, it was funny at first eating it. Cause obviously he's gone from dry food to raw food. And he was like, sort of have a little bit and then going around his bowl, having <laughs> another little bit, like dancing around his bowl. Like, what is this? But um, yeah, it's good. So um Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, we'll have
0: a, a well-behaved puppy. Oh, amazing. <laughs> amazing. That's so good. That's good news all around this week. It is, yes. Oh, my God. My back is in agony. Oh, okay. It, it makes me just, like, I can't sit still. Like, if you see me fidgeting around, yeah, it's just because, like, every position I sit in, it's just like, no, that's not good. That's not good. It just is irritating.
1: Really, oh, issue.
0: hopefully, I can get it seen too soon. But
1: there we go. Yeah, you'll have to get it looked at. We will power on. But anyway, mm-hmm. should we get into today's topic that we wanted to? Yeah. Talk? So today's topic is the diet after the diet. So basically, the diet after the diet, nobody thinks about it. So everyone wants to lose weight, do a fat loss plan, but everyone gets hung up on losing weight. They don't actually think about the diet after the diet um like I was the same we were just chatting before the yes. uh, the podcast yes. me and Jess that we both done challenges we've both done plans I did like a 10-week plan um a couple of years ago I did my first like 10-week plan that's where I got the idea from for my 10-week plan but there was no no support afterwards no one told me afterwards that I'd have to what I'd have to do so basically I did the 10-week plan lost a load of weight and then I just went back to what I did before the 10-week plan I put it all back on again. <laughs> what a waste of 10 weeks.
0: Yeah. I've obviously literally done exactly the same thing. And I did an eight week challenge. <laughs> I, um, It was quite a hardcore challenge that I did. So I was doing a lot. So to go from that, I mean, I was already into training, so I kind of like knew and like researched and stuff as well, but I don't know, without that, like someone saying, right now, what I recommend that you go and do is X, Y, Z, they just sort of like well done bye <laughs> and it's just sort of like you don't know what to do then and most people when they get to the end of a diet phase you know if if you do your 10-week lean project or my eight week shape up of course people get to the end and they're like I want to celebrate I've just achieved like something amazing in that time which of course perfect but sometimes that can start spiraling out of control then and you can be setting yourself up to go back into those old habits if you don't have a plan. So it's so important to have a plan about what to do next. And, you know, we talk all the time about sustainable fat loss. And the way we teach um, our clients and the way we work with our clients is so that they implement in and embed healthy habits into their lifestyle so that they can be continued on forever but that doesn't mean that the calories have to stay lower forever and it doesn't mean you have to be on a diet forever it's the habits and the lifestyle that stays not the calorie deficit and all of that because that is just not healthy and nobody can stay in a calorie deficit for you know forever so michelle what should we be doing
1: afterwards so basically, the diet after the diet. So don't get to the end of your fat loss diet and have no plan for the future. Now, if you've reached your weight loss and you are happy with your maintenance calorie level, um, basically, so what you can do, so there's a couple of options where you can do afterwards. I personally just like to go back up to maintenance, I don't do necessarily a slow reverse. So you just need a plan after the plan. So basically you need to up your calories to a level that you feel that is uh, maintainable and basically your new maintenance. So you basically need to put your, if you're happy with your fat loss, if you've got to your fat loss level, if you've done my um, 10 week plan or Jess's eight week plan and you've lost the weight that you're happy with, you now need to maintain that. So basically all the habits that you did to get the weight off, you need to keep it, so you need to keep getting your steps in, get your protein in, get your water in, your sleep. You need to maintain those habits. So basically, the habits that should be implemented long term, not just, just healthy the lifestyle habits. Yeah, the that's, lifestyle that's the habits. Life. This is why we. This is why basically our plans are lifestyle plans. So yeah, that the habits that we. Implement for the eight weeks and 10 weeks, you should be able to maintain them on slightly higher calories to maintain your weight loss. So, everything that you did to lose the weight, you basically need to carry on after the diet.
0: Yeah, because when you diet, think about it. If you say you start your diet, your maintenance calories, nice, easy round number, is 2000 calories, for example. That's the amount of calories you need to maintain your weight. You might have been eating in a surplus, hence a weight gain. So perhaps you've been eating, you know, between two and two and a half thousand calories a day, which is why you've been in a position of gaining weight. But if you'd eaten at 2000 calories, you would have maintained your position. When you diet down and you lose fat, we go through a process called adaptive thermogenesis or metabolic adaptation And as as you diet down, you don't need as many calories to survive. You know, we we start burning less calories during our normal day-to-day activities, uh, total daily energy expenditure. We'll naturally start burning less calories through the thermic effect of food, which, you know, we've discussed all of these points on previous podcasts, how we get our energy expenditure, because we've got less volume of food going in, obviously. So we're not going to spend as many calories. Um... And basically, we're just expending less, our body is getting lighter, and we just don't need as many calories to function. So as we go through a dieting process, and we lose fat, our maintenance level calories come down. Now, that's going to be different for everybody. It'll depend on, you know, multiple factors, which we can't really go into like specific details here today. But this is just to give you a big overview. Uh, that your Your maintenance calories can vary anywhere between five and 20%. So they could be five to 20% lower than what they were. So you might finish your diet phase, depending on how long you've been dieting, how much you've lost all of that. And perhaps your new maintenance calories are 1800 calories, in which case that's where you would start to maintain your fat loss. And if you were to go back up to 2000 a day, then you know, that would be a potential surplus for you. It's always going to be a little bit of trial and error. So we're not expecting people to just suddenly know what their maintenance calories, the new ones are, because I guarantee most people didn't really know what their previous <laughs> maintenance calories were anyway. Yeah, so of exactly. course it's, it's going to be a bit of trial and error, but when you finish our our plans, obviously we always guide you. If you're not continuing on to work with us on our monthly coaching packages, then we'll always give you guidance on what we think you should be, be doing, uh, going forwards. If you're going to continue on your own and highly recommend following that. And so many people are really, really nervous, understandably to increase calories. I'm, I've got a couple of clients going through a bit of a reverse right now. And whereas Michelle, you said you like to just bring your calories straight back up to maintenance for some people that that's the best option. Like that's always going to be
1: give up to maintenance as quick as possible yes, to bring all of your back. Mentally... Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah but my client at the moment well a couple of clients just mentally they they can't yeah. do that basically so we have to do it in a bit more of a progressive approach where we gradually work on increasing calories so that they can see that okay I'm increasing calories but the scales actually stay in the same I'm, I'm staying the same in composition I'm not gaining a load of fat back and they start to relax a little bit and get into it. So ideally, it's always best to just go straight back up to maintenance calories as quick as you possibly can. And like I said, it's going to be a bit of trial and error. Um, You might not realize what they are. So test it out, sit at, you know, a few calories. In the example I just gave, perhaps go up to 1800 calories, stay there for a few weeks if, if everything's okay. Or if the scale starts to go down, you'll know you're in a bit of a deficit, bumps them up a little bit. If they're maintaining perfect, you could potentially try and like go a little bit more, perhaps try 1900, see what happens. If you then start gaining, then you know, you've edged into a surplus. It's a bit of trial and error and will take a period of time. But it's so important to do that, to bring, just get your body functioning optimally again, bring all the hormones back up. And just when you do that, you're going to have so much more energy as well. You're going to be able to train better you're going to be in a better mood you're going to be happier you're going to feel more energetic every day like your brain is going to function better in work all of those sorts of things so it's so important to get out of that deficit once you've achieved a fat loss um target
1: yeah no one really promotes a diet after diet today everyone always promotes like eight week fat loss 10 week fat loss 12 week lean plow which is great But what do you do after that plan ends? So like Jess just said, so you either reverse diet or you want to get up to maintenance as quickly as possible. So no matter which one you choose, there's no right or wrong. Um, I personally prefer to go straight up to maintenance. You need to make sure that you continue the habits and behaviours that made you successful with a fat loss in the first place. So if you allow whole behaviours and habits to creep back in, then the weight will creep back on. So long-term weight loss, it is possible. It is possible to keep it off after you've done an eight-week and 10-week plan. But it requires um, basically for you to keep the behaviours and the changes the major successful in the first place. So basically long-term behaviour changes. So yes, the eight-week and 10-week plan has its place. But Jess and I both have plans for after the diet. So, Jess, yours is called the Shake, Shake for, for life. life. Yeah. Yeah. Shake Shake for, for life. life. And mine's the Lean Lifestyle. So, they basically, they're not just for maintenance. They're basically, it's a plan for after the plan. So it's to help you continue. So maybe you're after just as eight weeks, you still want to continue with fat loss. You might need some extra support. Then you go on the shape for life. You can continue your fat loss and then you're on the plan, which is a lifestyle plan. And then you can change, you can go into maintenance. So then you can go into building phase. So basically that's what our plans are. So they're the plan after the plan. So it's so important that, You do continue to have the support after the initial fat loss because it's actually harder to maintain it than it is to get it off in the first place. This is why a lot of people, there's actually a statistic that um, it's basically 50 to 95 percent of people put the weight back on after they lose it up to 95 percent. that's absolutely massive so that's because people just don't have the support afterwards and this is why Jess and I have come up with the two plans it's it's basically the diet after the diet plan it's so important that you if you have all the support to get the weight off you still need to have that support there to keep it off initially because a lot of people they just don't know what to do and it is harder to maintain it than it is to get it off so just remember that Absolutely. And,
0: you know, you can start either of our plans without having done the 10 week um, project or the eight week shape up, you can start your fat loss phase on these. But the idea is that it's about lifestyle. It's about doing it for life and keeping these habits. And yes, it's an investment into your health, your goals, but it's so worthwhile with that statistic that you've just said, Michelle, up to 95% of people end up gaining the weight back. If you are able to invest and just spend a little bit longer going through the process with a coach, go through the diet phase, go through the reverse phase or, you know, the coming back up to maintenance and having a good period of time there. And you're just going to, you're going to learn so much, but you're also going to be in a better position. You're actually going to sustain the results that you've managed to achieve, which is it should be the goal for everybody like the whole point of our plans is we don't we want to um, stop people from having to yo-yo diet you know and diet yes of course you might want to have a little bit of a mini cut before a holiday and just lose a little bit but you you shouldn't be like having to drastically drop like a stone or two stone before you go on holiday and stress out and then you balloon up and gain it all back and then you do the same year in year out like the idea is to get to a place where you feel comfortable and happy and sustain that forever or you know just build upon that you know we're we're always human and like well myself especially at this stage I know that I want to grow my hamstrings I want all these things I'm just going to constantly every year continue to try and progress different areas of my body. Not that, you know, there's anything wrong with it, but for me, I like just challenging Mm -hmm. myself and having these goals. So each year I'm just going through like a little bit of a fat loss phase. Then I'll do, most of the time should be spent at maintenance, like most of your time. I'm currently going obviously through what's going to be a bit of a long diet phase at the moment, just because of the position I'd gotten into after lockdown. But beyond that, my plan is, To sustain what I managed to do this time, reverse spend a long time at maintenance where I can really train and grow muscle and all of this. Because people say they want a bigger bum, bigger legs, they want to be toned and all of this, but that you have to be at maintenance calories to do that, or you know, in a a very slight surplus, even you can't build. Well, unless you're a newbie, obviously there's situations when you can build in a calorie deficit, but it's going to be really difficult. You need to be at, at maintenance at minimum. And how much better will you feel like just being at maintenance calories, eating nice, lots of flexibility there, lots of energy, like your performance, like I said earlier, is just going to be insane in the gym. And then you can just have a little bit of a cut when you need to. But yeah, it takes a long time. And that's why I really do advise people try and stick with a coach for as long as possible through that process, because it is hard. And, you know, even for me, like I've got my own, coaches their partners I've got two coaches and I've got them to turn to because of course it's difficult like we're going to go through phases where we're like oh should I be doing this and that's completely normal but having someone guiding you through it is just so advisable if you want to actually get there forever and if not like just take on board all of the advice that we give you on these podcasts if you do our 10 week um or eight week plans Listen to the advice that we give you because we both, like I said earlier, give you advice on what to do going forwards, what we think is best, um, and really take that on board because, you know, it's it's solid advice and advice that we want to give you so that you can actually maintain what you have been able to lose.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no point, you know, spending the money on, like, a 10-week plan and then 10 weeks getting in, like, a really good shape and then after the 10 weeks just losing it again and then after a couple of months you go back and do another 10 weeks and then you put it all back on again it's just a vicious circle I mean I was there for years because I didn't know that I had to eat a maintenance I didn't know there was a diet after the diet I just thought I'd always have to be in a diet phase or a fat phase (laughs) there was no like in between maintaining (laughs) I was either all or nothing I was either lean or overweight but obviously I know now that the shape I am now more, I'm a little bit heavier now, but I've been eating in a small surplus, but I know how to maintain it. And I feel so much better, especially now I'm doing CrossFit. I need a lot more calories, um, to be able to lift the weight that I want to lift. But, um, once you learn how to do the diet after diet, the maintenance phase, you, you'll just enjoy life so much better. You don't always have to be in the vicious circle of being on a diet, being off a diet, feeling uncomfortable. Because it is just like a hamster wheel of being on a diet, off a diet, feeling uncomfortable. And you go back on a diet, you put it all back on. I was there for years and it's just like mind blown when someone just said like, go on maintenance, like maintain your weight loss. It's like, what is that? What is maintenance? (laughs) I know. Um, Yeah, it's crazy, but more people should be promoting maintenance. Um, You just feel so much better not having to always be like on a diet or feeling comfortable. And like Jess said, you'll have so much, I just feel so much better for my calories. I've got more energy. I'm sleeping better. My moods are better. I'm not a hungry bitch anymore. (laughs) (laughs) and um, I got more energy in the gym I'm lifting heavy like I've always said oh I'm not that strong I'm not that strong because I was always on like fucking 1200 calories that's why yeah um, <laughs> physically I haven't got the energy to pick it up yeah, I physically I haven't <laughs> got the energy to lift that above, above my head but I lifted 30 kilos above my head today which I'm pretty impressed about oh, that's um, but yeah so basically the diet after the diet is maintenance it's to maintain your fat loss yeah. And this is why me and Jessica, Jessica promote. We've got plans for it. You know, we got got um, the support for it. So once you've done a fat loss plan, like that's not the end. Basically, the fat loss is just the beginning. That's
0: the start. Yeah, that's when yeah. you've
1: just like done the beginning
0: phase and then you need to move into phase two.
1: <laughs> yeah, no one ever makes phase two. Everyone just finishes at phase one and think that's it. They're going to have the weight loss forever. But yeah, the key is, Is the changes that you've made to achieve the fat loss goal you need to maintain those changes so if you're someone that has never done steps or counted steps before and you have now for this fat loss phase you haven't always got to count steps on your watch but the activity level that you've got to do the fat loss like get 10k steps in like you've got to maintain that I mean 10k steps is good for health reasons anyway but you don't want to go back to sitting on the, the sofa all day, so the changes yeah. that you've implemented for fat loss, you basically gotta maintain them, which a lot of people don't. I didn't I didn't when I um did my first 10 week. so everything that I did I learned in that ten week, I just went back to what I did before the ten week and I gained that weight so quick. I think I gained it all back in like two weeks. <laughs> It took me 10 weeks to lose it. I think it literally took me like two weeks to put it all back on oh again. Oh, God. <laughs> That's always the
0: way, isn't it? But, but actually, one of my clients at the moment, she'll probably listen to this. Um, she's She really struggled. She's been in a deficit a long time. Like, she's been with me for over, just over a year. We have had periods of time where she hasn't been in a deficit. You know, during the six weeks holidays, for example, she didn't track and went back up to you know well she ate intuitively so I don't know if she was at maintenance but it was definitely more than what she'd been eating and it's been a couple of those occasions throughout the year and some strategic diet breaks that I've brought in which I'll touch upon in a second actually because we should mention those too Um, but she's really struggled to get into the mind frame of it like yeah but I feel like I should be cutting for Christmas I don't want to gain I don't want to gain more weight like I want to be this way and I said I'm not trying to make you gain weight that's the last thing I want to do I want to help you sustain it but we want to get your hormones up we want your body to be functioning like optimally and just you feeling energetic and all of that we need to do it and I've explained to her the importance you cannot be in a deficit forever Mm -hmm. so for weeks and weeks we've been gradually gradually building up and her weight has been holding she's been feeling exactly the same staying the same had to buy smaller trousers all of that so you know she's seeing that it's working last week she went mad on her food a little bit and gained three pounds and then she said to me I feel like I should be on a cut like I'm I shouldn't be gaining this weight um but equally in the check-in she'd also told me she'd had a rubbish week on her diet I looked in her food diary and I actually spent a good few minutes of her check-in video just reading back all of the food that she'd eaten throughout the week just to explain to her (laughs) because I was like okay six cookies plus a Kit Kat chunky plus a Domino's pizza like one day and there was like six cookies every day something else so like she'd gone over her calories hadn't tracked a couple of days and she wanted me to drop her calories back down (laughs) and I was like if you look at all of the things you've eaten that's just the stuff that was cracked and you've told me that there were other days like you've gone above your calories this Mm -hmm. week but also eaten you know we've been working hard on a diet and eating like obviously still allowed treats in of course but not you know it doesn't have to be everyday six cookies and a Kit Kat chunky and a packet of crisps and two fiber one bun
1: what that would have done then is the overeating, then over restriction and then exactly. she would have overeating again because yes. she was over restriction and then she just would have got herself in that cycle exactly. again. so it's good that she had you to point out what she had and just get her back on track because that is just a vicious circle so that client probably would have then slashed their calories for a week exactly, and then after yes. A week or so would have had like a binge, and then felt guilty, with have restricted calories, and just would have been on this hamster wheel. Yeah, and I said to her, "Look, you
0: know, you've tracked most days, you've put it in there, that's good, but you still, just because we're increasing calories, it doesn't mean like you need to fill your your diet with junk all day every day. Like the same high uh, nutrition principles still apply. We still want you know an abundance of fruit and veg and fiber. We still want you to be eating, you know." majority non-processed foods nice lean protein sources of course add a little treat in but a treat a night would have been maybe one cookie or one or two with a cup with a cup of tea in the evening like if you've got calories left and it doesn't have to be every day just because your calories are up you don't have to eat like that if you fancy it then fine but that was a bit excessive so I did spend a good few minutes of her check-in and i said i'm not doing this to shame you or anything like that but it's purely to make you understand the difference in your diet this week to the week before because your calories were exactly the same you've gone over a little bit but also the types of foods that you've eaten now I, i showed her carbohydrate carbohydrate intake um that week compared to the week before where she'd been like you know this week her protein was much lower carbs were sometimes over 100 grams higher on on a day nothing wrong with carbs obviously but again then it's about making sure they understand when you eat carbs you obviously hold on to that three grams exactly that's exactly
1: why her weight has gone up exactly
0: she didn't gain three pounds of fat in that week even though like she freaked out and she'd eaten you know not necessarily the best diet she'd track most of it so I was like, look, that's going to stabilize. We'll just keep calories where they are this week. Just get back onto your normal plan. And she was like, thank you. I needed that to be read out to me. And she was like, now you've read it all back to me. That does look terrible. <laughs> I was like, "Isn't you know, it's not terrible, but that's the whole point of me being here. We're all human. Yeah. We're all going to do things like that at, at different times. But like you said, Michelle, she had the potential then to, slash calories and think right I'm, I want to lose weight for Christmas and I said you've literally been losing weight for over a year we we're at a good weight now we're holding steady we have to bring up and spend a few months at maintenance she was like when do you think we'll be dropping my calories again I said in several months time <laughs> I was like not yet we haven't even built up properly yet
1: yeah <laughs> that's a long way off so that's another thing with it. it is hard another thing with being on maintenance calories like the same principles still apply you still have to have a certain amount of protein still you need to have a certain amount of fruit and veg you still need to eat nutritious food like yes okay maybe you can add an extra cheat uh in here and there but it doesn't mean those calories can all be just treats I think that's another thing that a lot of people do is when their calories, especially some of my clients, I've put, I got a young girl, she sat to me when she was 17 and she wanted to get Lena for her 18th birthday. Um, and we did. The goal was two stone. We lost just over two stone. Now she's on, I think she's on a slight surplus now, actually. She's on 2,300 calories um, and she's maintaining. But the extra calories she was putting in a lot of snacks, there was like Kit Kat chunky uh, cookies actually. Um <laughs> cookies, McDonald's, um, if fibre was really low, some days it was low as like seven grams. Yeah. It's good she just lost all the principles she thought right my calories are up now I can go back to what I was doing before but I can just eat more was well no you can still have the extra treat but you still need to eat your fiber you still need to eat your protein you st- all the principles that made you lose weight in the first place you still need to do them it's just you got more calories to eat more food basically
0: yeah because those principles are literally for health Yeah, we're big on health as well like we we don't eat protein just for fat loss yes increasing protein in a fat loss phase helps it keeps you fuller for longer and all of the other benefits but equally we all need a certain amount of protein all right it might be a tiny bit lower if you're at maintenance phase you don't need to stress so much about hitting that little bit of a high number you can bring it down a little bit but It should still be there within your diet and you should still be prioritizing it, aiming to eat protein with every meal to keep on top of it because the population isn't eating anywhere near enough protein. And all of the things that we get people to implement are purely for health, like the steps. Everybody should be active. Okay, if you don't keep up 10,000 steps forever. You should be doing seven thousand. That that is really easy to hit. Really great for health. We did that podcast a couple of weeks ago where I mentioned the the stud the several studies that have shown the mortality rate is far lower for people who keep up with seven thousand steps a day. Um, how amazing is that? Like literally just being a little bit more active, and you should we should be moving more and keeping our heart healthy and all of that. So. The principles we teach you are health principles, not fat loss principles. Yeah. We're doing them in a fat loss phase, hence the deficit. But the deficit really is the only thing
1: yeah. that makes it
0: the fat loss. Like everything else should be carried on forever. And I was just going to touch on, I mentioned briefly just now, the, um, the word diet break. Um, so after you've finished the 10-week plan and the eight-week plan, if you haven't reached your fat loss goal, what you can potentially do then and what I advise to most people especially if they continue on with me I always put them straight into a little bit of a diet break yeah I do as well yeah so we'll have two weeks usually or you know depending on the client but it'll often be two weeks where we bring calories up I tell them their maintenance calories or I tell them what I think their maintenance calories are they eat that for two weeks and then we come back down and that diet breaks are more of
1: They're more of a a mental break. Yeah, they're more of a
0: psychological break rather than like you're not going to have drastic physiological changes in a short period of time like you would with a reverse diet or bringing calories back up to maintenance. But there will be some, you know, your leptin and ghrelin levels will start Mm -hmm. to come back up a little bit and even back out. But yeah, it's much more mental. So, It's about, you know, if we've got, for example, I'll use myself as an example. I've got a goal to do a photo shoot at the end of April next year. So I started my diet at the end of August, beginning of September time. I cannot sustain the level of activity and the calories that I'm on right now from the end of August. So I'm currently 10 weeks in. All the way until the end of April with no break like I just won't mentally I won't be able to do it I'm already starting to feel like okay I am getting a little bit tired now I could do with a bit of a mental break and I've got one planned with my coaches we know that um the end of April is my goal so for the month of December I'm going to be bringing calories back up to maintenance probably And my cardio level is going to come down. So I'm currently doing a lot of cardio every day. I mentioned last week, it's gone up again. I'm doing an hour of cardio every single day. I cannot do that until the end of April without a break. I'm just going to be setting myself up to fail. If I try and do that, I could probably push on until about February. But then in February, what would likely happen is I've pushed myself to a point where I just cannot face it anymore. And then I'm likely to go off the rails, have a bit of a binge, give up, maybe just like completely stop doing it and then end up not achieving my goal. So it's about having these structured. If we know you've got a long way to go, then it's important that we build these refeeds in um, our diet break periods in just to spend a little bit of time at maintenance allow your body to settle down and, and mostly your mind. So I know now my car, my cardio has been increased. I've got three weeks. I'm like, okay, I can do this for three weeks. And then I'm going to be ready for a break in December is going to be, I'm going to have four weeks, basically a four week diet break, which will be a month of recovery. My cardio will come back down. My calories will go up. I'll, I won't be in a fat loss phase. I'll be eating at maintenance, but I'll just be recovering, setting myself up in a good position. So when it comes to January, I know then I'll have around 16, 17 weeks to push on into a phase. And I'll be able to do that because I've had this break. But if I didn't have this break coming up, there's there's no way I'd get there. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> so that's the importance of diet breaks. So if you finish the eight or 10 weeks and you know, you know, you, you still feel like you have a little bit to go or a long way to go even um you know obviously eight and ten weeks are just a starting point for a lot of people and you know a way to just embed the habits and you still want to continue but it's just about having a diet break a couple of weeks off eating at maintenance and then going back to it and you're far more likely to succeed in achieving your goal if you do that a lot of people think that's taking a step back i don't want to do it i want to carry on dieting but give it a few more weeks or months and you're just going to gradually start to become less and less energized, less motivated. And you'll probably either fail or it'll take you a really, really long time to get there because you'll have, you know, episodes of going backwards and, you know, overindulging and, and gaining a little bit and going back down rather than if you plan these breaks strategically come up to maintenance so you're still tracking you know you're still in control of things you know i'm not going to spend the whole of december you know stuffing my face with cake and stuff because that's equally not going to make me feel good (laughs) um but yeah it's about just having that control and having these strategic plans and this is why you should plan in advance make make sure your goals are really realistic i knew with the amount of um body fat that i'd gained over lockdown and you know i've explained on here i started in a position that I wasn't happy in um but I knew that you know I wasn't going to get to my goal by January because that just the position that I was in it just wasn't achievable it wasn't realistic at all so I have to be realistic in my plans and then build in these phases yeah
1: exactly Uh, don't do what I did when I competed I set myself an unrealistic goal did you do (laughs) basically I have to kill myself with less than thousand calories and 75 minutes cardio every day just to get lean enough so set yourself a realistic time frame and then have the support after the plan to continue which again is a mistake I made when I competed I just just didn't leave your coach straight away did you yeah (laughs) (laughs) all the mistakes but that's the thing and you know we've learned so much on our nutrition course and yeah and and just by doing it ourselves as well yeah. just by like the mistakes that we've learned ourselves and then doing the nutrition course we then look back and think oh that's the mistakes that I've made that's what yeah. I should have done um so yeah but we, we're learning so much on our course and in a few months, months time we're both going to be fully qualified um evidence-based nutritionists which is super exciting <laughs> um but yeah just by doing this course you've learned so much and we've been able to look back on our own journeys and seeing the mistakes we've made and learn from them and then help you from our mistakes and what we're learning from our courses um to be able to help you not to make, make the mistakes that we've made um exactly be, made, I'm made sure. <laughs> I've, well yeah that's what I was saying to you
0: earlier like I've done so much cardio for so many years because I, I enjoy cardio and the weights but I've done a lot of cardio over the years. I never really like spent much time at maintenance. So I've been in deficits and that's why now I'm in this position We're 10 weeks in I'm on one hour of cardio a day. I'm still at 1500 calories. My calories haven't been going down because I told my coaches, I prefer more output rather than lowering the calories. Cause I just feel better on high calories. I, I have more energy and I'm happy to do more in terms of output so that's my favorite approach so calories have stayed the same for a number of weeks now and I'm happy with where they are I feel okay um but I I have to put myself through this because of all of the mistakes I made in the past with you know dieting for such long periods of time and then just binging out of them like gaining weight loads doing loads of cardio like So it's going to take me a good while to get my body. It'll I'll get back to a position where like this isn't going to be necessary, but that's going to take me probably a couple of years now of going through um, a couple of phases and just spending a long time at maintenance and building and getting my body back to a a good position. So use me as a a prime example as well. (laughs) (laughs) But like you said, that's why that's exactly why we do this, because we're so passionate about helping people and sharing the mistakes that we've made so that you don't have to make them. Like I told you earlier, Michelle, one of my clients at check-in this week um, had She told me that she started adding 30 minutes walking in addition to her 10,000 steps every day, just randomly (laughs) without me telling her to. And I was like, Oh God. Okay. But I, you know, I know you've got a treadmill at home, but I'm saving that for when we really need it because we've got really good momentum at the moment. And I explained it all to her and she was like, Oh God, yeah, I don't want to be like having to drop calories anytime soon and I'm making good progress. So she was like, that's me trying to do too much too soon. And we've taken it out again. Like she's like, yeah. I will that this week. But that came down to me explaining to her and she's got me in her corner and I'm there to support it. Like on her own, she might have continued that. Then she'd hit a plateau and then she would have to increase her output again or drop her calories oh, even lower. Yeah. So that's the, that's the cycle that you go through. Um, so yeah that's exactly why we're both passionate about this and you know we've been doing this for a long time like we've been through multiple phases multiple mistakes and multiple good things as well you know that we've managed to achieve so it's good that we're both able to share all of all of our experiences with you all
1: yeah exactly I mean between us we have both been qualified since 2013 so that's what eight years ago just yeah. so 16 years just being qualified. Yeah. Just 16 years being qualified between us. So we've got 16 years worth of experience. So, um, you know, we're here to share our journey and also um, what we're learning on our courses. Um, so, yeah. So please, can you um, on Spotify, follow us and then on Apple podcast, leave us a review just so we can help more people, you know, tell your friends and family about us. Uh, and the podcast share it with somebody who think you might benefit from it um we really appreciate it
0: yeah 100 percent. and we've had you know multiple messages on instagram both of us in dms telling us that people are really enjoying the podcast and they're getting so much value out of it but if you wouldn't mind like michelle said just doing that on spotify and apple podcasts and giving us a little star and, and a bit of a review as well that would really help us spread it even further so that even more people can benefit but that's it for this week so the diet after the diet is bloody important and the most important part that's the bit that is going to um help you sustain the result that you have achieved in the fat loss phase which should be the goal for everybody and is the goal people always say i lost two stone but then i I gained it all back and then I did this and I did keto diet and then I gained that all back. We don't want that. We want you to be happy, energetic and healthy forever. That's what we're about. And you should be doing the diet after the diet. So hopefully that's helped. If you've got any questions about this episode or any of the stuff we've said, send us a message. We're always happy to help out. And we'll have another um,
1: Q&A episode shortly. I'm sure, won't we? Maybe next week or the week after. Yeah, we'll do a QA soon. So we'll put it on our um Instagram stories. yeah so You can just drop us a question. You can, of course, stay anonymous. You know, we don't have to read your name out that you ask the question. We'll just read the question out on it and answer it. You'll just know yourself that it's your question. So we don't even have to oh yeah ask a name or... I would never read someone's name. No. I hate
0: it when people do that. So I don't ask people questions when I want to sometimes because I'm like, You're gonna read my name out
1: and I don't want you to (laughs) yeah so we won't read your name out we're obviously just answer your question and then you can listen to the podcast and get your answer so when we put the questions um post on our story so please drop us a question that you want answered or a topic you want us to cover and we'll cover it and do your question and we won't mention your name amazing well thank you so much hope you all have an
0: awesome week and we'll be back next week Yeah. See you then. Bye. Bye.